pet. <clears throat> Hi, it's the 15th of Kislev. We are about to finish the mimer, which is pretty crazy. So we're in chapter 21, Aleph. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I feel like really grateful that like, we didn't only like, get to the end of the mind, but that, like, I, for myself, I feel grateful in my own body and in my own self that like, I didn't skip anything. Like, I didn't skip one thing. <laughs> and then what? Well, I didn't. I just skipped inside. I just skipped reading the Hebrew. Uh, I didn't skip the information. I didn't skip any paragraph of information. Like, wow. I mean, yesterday it was kind of hard to explain the halacha thing, but even still, we, we did it. We just like. So to me, on honestly, to me, like that's a really, that's like a. I'm not saying this was intentional. It wasn't, but that's like a demonstration of really what the member is talking about. You know what I mean? Of like. You don't need to skip over anything. Like, there's nothing that you have to skip. Like, within everything is found essence. It's like, you can go into everything and there you'll find essence. So, hey again. <laughs> okay, so Parak <clears throat> This mimer from the beginning, what we've been talking about is we've been opening up the heart of Chassidus and literally asking, who are you? And in essence, no pun intended, what we've really been asking is, is who am I? What's my, not only what's my purpose in life, but not what's my purpose in life as, you know, some external thing to me. Like, oh, I am I, and then I have this purpose in life. But when you understand what chassidus is, what you end up understanding is, who am I on an essential level? Like, on a level beyond what I think about myself, on a level beyond what I feel about myself, on a level beyond anything like if I really get to the core of what what makes me what what am I when you when you understand what chassidus is you get into that core of what am I and essentially what are we saying that chassidus is what we've explained chassidus to be and her kapal is just going to be a little bit of a kind of summary of everything we just said what we explained that chassidus is is chassidus is the essence of everything because it's the essence of Hashem it's the manifestation of the essence of Hashem. It would be, it, an example, it would be like the essence of Hashem can be, like the essence of, the Hasidus being the essence of Hashem can be described, can be kind of like an allegory of like almost the way that you would wear clothing. <coughs> Sorry, guys. The way you would wear clothing as a complete expression of who you are. And that's why clothing may change every day because one day you express yourself in one way and another day you're expressing yourself in another way and the way that you're expressing yourself the days that you express yourself where you literally feel like your clothing is part of your body in the sense of like I feel so comfortable in what I'm wearing because it's literally showing who I actually am versus other parts of Tyra we explained are like a hand or an eye or a a foot in what way that whether or not in, in the way that they can't be changed, meaning they're, ex- they're expressions of the essence. The essence is channeling through that part of the body, but it's not the ultimate expression of essence. 
you can't look at shot on its own and say, oh, there's essence. But what can you do? Once you reveal Hasidus, then you go back to the pshat and you're like, wow, I see essence here too. And essentially, like, okay, so, yeah. Okay, let's, I'm going to be inside. But, yeah, sometimes words can sound a lot very wordy. I think that's, but it's okay. I think I feel emotionally overwhelmed to be at the end of this because it feels like, it feels like I like have to say everything possible that there is to say, which ends up making you able to say nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. Okay. According to all that was said above. Yumtuk, it, it, we can now kind of understand why it's so fitting and so appropriate. We can now understand why the perfect preparation and vessel for Asemar, for the time of Mashiach coming, is specifically specifically the spreading of Chassidus to the, to the Chutzah. And as we explained, what's Chutzah? Chutzah is any experience of self or of world. So any inner experience or outer experience. Any space within creation that is experiencing itself as Chutzah. Chutzah from what? Chutzah from Hashem. I am separate from the unity here. This moment is separate from the unity. This experience is separate from the unity. My experience of self is separate. It's, it's random, or it shouldn't be this way. These experiences that we have are, of chutzah are all the experiences that <laughs> are all the experiences that are chutzah from Hashem, that's ex- that are experiencing themselves to be separate from the unity of Hashem. <clears throat> and now what we're, ex- what we're saying is that it's specifically, that specifically revealing light there, revealing essence there, is the perfect keli and vessel for, the perfect keli and hachana for Mashiach. Why? <coughs> Sorry guys, I keep clearing my throat. It's like never ending. What? I have water. It's not working. I don't know. Is that tea? No, it's just warm water. But I think so, literally. <laughs> so what are we saying? That What's, what's Mashiach going to be? And we already talked about this, and we all know this even just from our lives as Chassidim and our lives as that what is Mashiach, right? When light is revealed in all the spaces of darkness, specifically in the farthest extreme places of darkness. When light is revealed there, that's the world of Mashiach. Vera'ukul basar, specifically. We've heard this quote a million times. Vera'ukul basar yachtav, that all flesh will see that there's God. But from, from understanding this Chumayma, we're understanding that in a much deeper way, that what is Vera'ukul Basar Yachtav? It's specifically in the Basar that we're revealing the light. It's specifically in the farthest places where literally you're looking there. there it's, just, it's just a body. It's just a situation. It's just a trigger. It's just physicality. It's just a random detail of my story that I have to quickly get over in order to get to where I actually want to be. It's all these places of Basar, it's specifically there, that we're going to see the light, that we're going to see that Hashem is in all of those, space, all of those spaces specifically. And then automatically, And it's specifically that the preparation for this is, bring, obviously, is bringing the light into all those most external spaces. And by external, what we now understand, imagine if I wore yellow. I was 
I put on this amazing yellow sweater this morning, and then we decided it was a bit too intense. It was a bit <laughs> brighter than that. But it's <laughs> um, interesting to notice, and what they're about to say is that what we're saying right now is that bringing essence to the farthest places, and by the farthest and most external, what we're now understanding isn't that it's actually far and external. It's that it's the spaces of life where Hashem is concealed, right? It's the spaces of life that's the symptom. It's the spaces of life where Hashem is saying, I'm going to hide myself from this space so that you can be the one to reveal myself here, that you can be the one to reveal Hashem here. We're saying that Mashiach, it's this, it's this double thing that goes back and forth. It's two sides of the same coin. We're saying that Mashiach is when we reveal essence everywhere, even in the external. And at the same time, what was the whole point of this mimer? How do we reveal essence? Through going to the external, through going into the parts, through going into the manifestations, through going into the revelation, is how we actually reveal essence. So it's basically, it's interesting, it's like we're, we're accomplishing one thing, which is Mashiach. Do you, do you get what I just said? It's like, it's not only, oh, we have this goal of revealing Mashiach in the externality of revealing essence in the externality, so I'll go to externality and reveal essence there. It's, I have a goal of revealing externality, of revealing essence in the externalities, in, this, in the chutzah. And literally, what happens when I go to the chutzah is that by definition, I'm revealing essence. It would be, I was thinking of this example of like, okay, I'm actually, let me read more in time and I'll tell you the example. The exact expression and man, and the exact expression of the essence is specifically when you go into the chutzah. Any time that the chassidus, by hamayanus, what we're talking about is the pouring, is the outflow, is the spring of essence. It's the revelation of essence. Whenever that revelation of essence is found just bifnim, just inside, not in the chutzah, and by bifnim what we mean is in the spaces, it would be like saying, like, only, yeah, it, it, what that would be like, would, like, I was thinking of an example, it would be like experiencing yourself in, the, in a therapy room and being like, oh, I'm so special, I feel good about myself, da-da-da, and then every morning when you look in the mirror, all you see is pimples. Bifnim, you're experiencing the mayanas. Bifnim, you're, you're experiencing on some level, you know, the, the oneness of God. But it's not in the chutzah. It's not in the actual person you're seeing in the mirror. It's not in the way that you're interacting with the world and it's not in the way that you're experiencing your story. Another example I was thinking of, it would be like a husband telling a wife, I really want you to feel my love everywhere, which, which is like literally what Hashem is saying to us, right? I want you to reveal me everywhere. So imagine like a spouse saying to another spouse, I want you to feel my love everywhere. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you're manifesting, I want you to feel my love. How am I gonna show that to you? Let's go on a vacation to Mexico. Let's go take a week off and go travel somewhere exotic and spend... What would the other spouse... What would the wife say to the husband? If you want me to feel your love everywhere, then, let, then reveal it. Let's, let's reveal our intimacy when, we're at, when I'm at carpool, right? And when I'm in my lowest state and when I'm seemingly so... In the, spa, in the space that where naturally I'm not experiencing your love, that's where, that's where we have to reveal it. If that's what you want, me to see, then that's what we have to realize. It's not enough just to bifnim would be in Mexico. Higher states of consciousness. Oh, let's meditate. Oh, let's, you know, and obviously, as we know, as Chassidim, there are times for that. 
like I was literally thinking and I was I, I went back to Tanya to and I to literally see this part of Tanya where it explains this that one of the times to experience the which is a which is an experience that as people who learn Chassidus we have to have when you're saying Shema you literally by Shema you're closing your eyes to reality you're saying I'm, I'm going Bifnim I'm going I'm not going to look at the externalities right now I'm not going to look at the way I experience stuff I'm not going to look at the story that I'm having I'm not going to look at the emotions I'm having I'm going up in literally you're going inside yourself to a space beyond the way reality is experiencing and you're attuning yourself to to light there you're tuning yourself to godliness there but then what's the next step that's for like a few minutes of our day we say shema what is our lives as chasidim our lives as chasidim is, is being in the chutzah right after we open our eyes we say baruch shem kevayd malchusa hashem you want me in your kingdom you don't want me in the bifnim you want me in your kingdom so I'll go into your kingdom. And then what's right after that? We have to say, Shema Kecha, Bechol Levavcha, Uvechol Nafshecha, Bechol Levavcha, Bishnei Tzarecha. What does being in your kingdom mean? That I utilize every part of me, my animal soul and my godly soul, my experience of seeing things clearly. And I'm going to bring that experience of seeing things clearly, which I just accessed through Shema, into my animal soul, into the way that I'm actually experiencing my life. And it's specifically when I do that, then I can actually reveal an even deeper level of essence than even what I accessed in my own bifnim, even what I accessed in my own spiritual trip. And that, like, in the example of that, it would be like literally like the, the space of, of self that you can reveal or the space of love in the example of husband and wife that they can reveal when you're in the daily grind, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, see, and by looking at yourself in the mirror, I, what I mean by that is seeing your physical face <laughs> like seeing your actual experience of your life the details of your life the the actual experience that you're having that's where essence is found and not only that's where essence is found from the beginning of the purpose of creation the purpose of creation has been to reveal essence there so it's a uh, everybody wins <laughs> when we live in reality the preparation and the vessel for the bringing of Mashiach is the essence of Chassidus. Therefore, naturally, automatically, what we have to do is spread these Mayanas, reveal the essence within the, within the Chutza, until we're, we literally transform the Chutza into the Mayanas. Until what? Until we're within reality and what we're experiencing is essence. <laughs> what we're experiencing is, and what would, what would that mean? Okay, this, I love this part. Until literally, until that is the expression of the ultimate essence, when you're within the chutza and experiencing essence, that is the ultimate essence revealed. And what is that? That literally is Mashiach. That is a state of Mashiach. I'm trying to understand the metaphor. So the wellsprings are Hasidus, but eventually the non Hasidus will become Hasidus. That seems to be like contradicting the idea of an essence shining. So let's say there's a rock. I'm just trying to visualize okay. it. So let's say there's a rock here, and the wellsprings are coming from here. Excellent. And what we're saying is, okay, so when the wellsprings spread all the way here, then we should here. But really, the rock has its essence, which is the wellsprings. Excellent. So then how does Excellent. that work with this allegory or this visual of a wellspring? What the wellspring does, if you're looking at in that way, what the wellspring, when the wellspring reaches the rock, yeah. The rock's, the rock's essence is revealed. Which so is the same wellspring as the original like the wellspring. Rocks, 
the rock turns on its own wellsprings. Because basically in every rock is its own wellsprings, it's just not revealed yet. And yes. when the other wellspring touches it, I don't know if this is a big metaphor. It's, it's, an, excellent, it's an excellent metaphor. Okay. The only thing I'm going to add to the metaphor is that the wellspring within each thing yeah. is the same. It's Hashem. Okay. It's Hashem. Mm-hmm. That, it's Eino Movade. Okay, so maybe the world is, how about this, invisible ink. And a drawing with invisible ink, and it's there the whole time that okay. invisible ink. But you just need something to touch it, or the lemon juice to go on it, and that reveals. Love it. Your brain is such a good example. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I loved. I loved also the imagery of the wellspring reaching the rock, and then suddenly the rock wakes up and realizes who it actually is. And that's exactly what we're going to say now. Is that and we've been saying this since the beginning. I've said this probably like a thousand times. But what does essence see about life? When you reveal essence, what happens to the world? There have been made it clear so many times in this mimer, and what we're going to see in Tanya is everyone's going to make it clear again and again and again and again. What does essence see? And if you want to answer that question, you can actually go back to the Tzimtzum. Where we talk, when we talk about the Tzimtzum, right? What, what's the Tzimtzum? Hashem is this original space of taking himself, so to speak, out of himself, making a space within himself where now the world can be, right? Where now there can be experiences of people who say, I love you. I am one with Hashem, as opposed to, duh, you know what I mean? It's the experience, which is essentially, we asked for this, which is one of the favorite parts of the Rebbe's Chassidus, that like, we literally said to Hashem, Hashem, I want a real relationship with you. Real relationships can only be founded on choice. Please make a tzimtzum so that I can actually choose you. But You're talking about like the Neshamais the agreeing with Hashem to creation? Yeah, so uh, the Rebbe has a whole sikha where he expounds upon that. What does it mean that we agreed to Hashem? It's not only that we agreed, it's that we actually, we asked for it. It's, it's, this is our deepest desire, just like it's Hashem's deepest desire. Do you remember offhand where this, uh, which is? No, but I have it written down. I can find it for you after. Um, anyways, why was I going with that? Oh, the Tzimtzum, right? What would be, it within the Tzimtzum narrative, right? Within now, so now there is the space where, where there is the experience of Chuta, there's the experience of otherness. There's two ways of being in gullus in the tzimtzum there's two ways what do we know? what's the goal of the tzimtzum to reveal light within the tzimtzum right to reveal that the tzimtzum is actually low kapshatai that this is actually only animal body everything is actually only god but within within the within our experience within our trying to bring mashiach there's two ways of being in gullus one way of gullus is the thing that we naturally know of as gullus which would be to be in the tzimtzum and say there is only tzimtzum there is only physical. This is only a table, right? My trigger, she actually did something bad to me, and so I'm actually supposed to be angry, right? We all know that that's gullus. That's elam hasia, mamish consciousness. This is what it is, and only what it is. And we all know. I mean, anybody who learns chassidus knows that that's obviously gullus, right? And Mashiach will be the opposite of that, seemingly, right? But what's the what's actually the opposite extreme of that? The opposite extreme of that. What? I don't know. Atila, is that you said? No, no. I was just going to say that it definitely says that it's only God that my experience didn't happen. Exactly. Exactly. The opposite extreme of that is to deny the tzimtzum at all. The opposite extreme of that is to say that there is no world. There is no Ilam Hazeh. There is no Gashmias. There is no experience that I'm having. It's only God. It's only, this is what it is. And, and what, we were talking about this on Yodal, at the Yodal Kisle for bringing that we made that like, that would be like, what Eli says to Hannah when Hannah was like davening for a baby and she was like, Hashem, I want the baby. Eli says to her, am I not enough for you? Meaning, can't you just see that everything that you have is 
God and so you don't actually need anything? You don't have any desire. To have a desire in a world where there's only God? It's the same thing that Avram said to Sarah about Yishmael. Yishmael can take over. He's, he's pure. Everything's pure. There's only goodness. There's no, there's no negativity. There's no boundaries. There's only God. What did the women know throughout history? The women knew what real Enam Avadeh means. And now Malchus is rising. And now the whole world is waking up to this. Chassidus is Malchus rising. And what is Chassidus teaching us? That true Mashiach isn't over-identification with the world. It's not enmeshment and blendedness with the world. But it's also not denial of the world. It's also not denial of parts. It's that space in the middle where, what essence, where, where essence is speaking. And where, where you can hear what essence says, which is, this is what it is, and what it is, is God. I have a desire, and my desire is godly. I had an experience, and the experience was the message of Hashem. Yeshif didn't say, oh, I'm not even in Mitzrayim. I didn't even experience what I did. You sold me, and God sent me. You, or he actually said, you didn't sell me, but it, it, he knew that he, what, like, what happened, happened. But what really happened is that God sent him. <laughs> it's, it's a way of seeing things where I'm able to be in reality but what I'm experiencing in reality is messages of Hashem, is whispers of Hashem, is only divinity. And what we're saying right now, the, the novelty of this mimer, the thing that the Rebbe is not pushing, but sh- like begging us to open our eyes to in this mimer, is stop thinking that you have to be in either extreme. Stop thinking that you have to deny your experience and stop thinking that, you ha- that reality is being enmeshed in your experience. What essence sees is essence sees reality, and essence sees that reality is God. And not only does essence see that, the purpose of creation is to be in that space because within that space is where you reveal essence. That Alter says that we are going to purify the Gashmias. Literally, the Rebbe is so clear. Which is showing us that there will be Gashmias and yet and that it will be purified. The experiences of life won't stop being experiences of life. What will happen is that we are going to see them for what they actually are. Which Haguf the body and the physical world. And by Ailam it's literally every time that Chasidis says Ailam, Chasidis is actually saying Helam, which is Chutza, which is the spaces of life that are concealed from being part of the unity. <coughs> Essentially any experience of our life that we look at and we say it shouldn't be this way when do you say that something shouldn't be this way right you're you have a plan for the day and then you miss your bus i wish i didn't miss my bus why because i had a plan there was a there was a way that the day was supposed to look and me missing my bus messed up that plan that's ilam that's ilam what yeah if, uh, exactly Exactly. The flip side of it would be, oh, without even, I didn't even want to make the bus. I didn't even want to. Also complete gullus, because what's happening there is you're missing out on the opportunity to engage with the essence that can be found in that moment. You're skipping over. You're bypassing the opportunity to bring Mashiach to that experience of Hashgach HaPratis, to that exact moment that Hashem has led you to, to reveal Mashiach there, which is you missing your bus, and now you, by saying, I didn't even want to miss my, I didn't even want to make the bus. Whatever. You're bypassing the opportunity to bring Mashiach. Which is fine. If we do it sometimes, we do it sometimes. But 
there's an opportunity in each experience of Helem to reveal the Giloi, to reveal the light. And if we say, ah, whatever, it's not even Helem, or if we say, oh my God, I can't deal with this, I am too, we're, we're missing out on the opportunity to bring Mashiach on those bases. And what, the, what, I, I, what is like so relevant here is that there cannot be a space of Helem that does not have essence. There's no rock you're ever going to find that there's not essence within. Ein od malvade. And again, once I can acknowledge that, that every rock has essence, as we're going to see, that's, that's going to be the first part of Tanya. How does essence see things as Ein malvade? Then I have choice about how I want to engage with the rocks. Not every rock, or we're not meant to turn over every rock in, any, in, any, in every moment. Sometimes rocks are supposed to stay, and we deal with them later. Maybe if they're like, the rock was made into an so in that case, sometimes it's about not engaging with the rock. With yeah, it. we and say that no. Its Excellent. Exactly. It's, and that is like a way deeper understanding of that. We actually reveal Hashem in Chosh Kibbutz Atemis through not engaging with Kibbutz Atemis. Exactly. But see how you, I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting, but see how you can understand that on such a deeper level now that with this whole conversation? It's like you can see it visually. Like there's essence within the, the pig. <laughs> And it's shining. It is literally shining when I don't eat it. Hashem is revealed there when I don't eat it. And sometimes it's with engaging that Hashem ends up being revealed. And so essence knows when and where to reveal. How do we know? Because Altar teaches us when and when to engage, when not to engage. There's literally protocol within Hasidus. What does uh, it mean to reveal Hashem? Like, let's get a table to conceal Hashem right now, and then it's like, one, like even if I don't acknowledge That's a really good question. I would say that within your question is the assumption that your experience is somewhat less significant than the experience of the world. And to me, one of the biggest themes of Chassidus is that Mashiach happens in your mind and your heart. You, your experience of reality is not only like one of the things that matters in life. Your perception of life, the way you're experiencing reality is, I want to use this word, I have no idea what it means, but diabolical. <laughs> like is just, is giant, is giant. That's where Mashiach happens in our minds and our hearts. Is it true that we also have a mission and a shluchos to spread it around the world as much as we can and to reveal it in everybody else's minds and hearts too? Yeah, of course, but why? Why do I care to teach a Hasidic class to other people to help them understand that you can reveal essence in your life? Why does it, if I'm not being honest, if I'm saying that it matters about you, but it doesn't matter about me. The biggest theme in Hasidic is that my experience, the ability to look at yourself and the reason why it's, there's such a huge theme in Hasidus about giving to others, you'll, you'll see when we are in Tanya, Perak Lamed Tanya only happens at Perak Lamed The ability to look at somebody else and say, I see you as a soul, comes after the experience of saying, I see myself as a soul. I see my own importance. And by importance, it doesn't mean only I matter. It means the base Mikdash that I create in my mind and my heart is mamish the base mikdash, and is mamish the purpose of creation, and because of that, oh, yours matters too. Let me help you build it. Let me now help everybody see it. 
But the starting point is seeing it in yourself, not because, oh, that way I can spread it to everybody else, but because it actually matters. <laughs> so to say, for you to be able to look at a table and say, I see what this actually is, be able to look at the experiences in your life and bring Mashiach to them. I mean, like, your Hashgacha Pratis story is an entire Hashgacha Pratis story. And the experiences in your life that end up coming towards you, not only end up coming towards you, but that Hashem is literally bringing to you, saying, bring Mashiach to these spaces, that's significant. <laughs> significant, and it's essential to the entire purpose of creation. So, kind of, what? What's, I, had to, I had to figure that out for a while because naturally, like when you teach, it's like, or it started really like, but okay, I'm not gonna finish that. Because it's so easy for me to do it. It's so easy for me to be like, it matters about you, but not about me. But it was intense processing for me to be like, if it matters about you, if I'm going to sit here believing that this all applies to you, I'm not being honest if I can't find the space in, in me where it matters about me. If it doesn't matter about me, then it sure as heck doesn't matter about you. Like, who, what, who am I kidding? Like, I'm the exception here? It's like the Chabad, the Yom such a good example yeah and the true answer is that it matters about you just as much as it matters about them that's the, that's the only essence answer why because on a spiritual level mashiach happens in people's minds and hearts yudshvat for bringing the first one mashiach is coming to your mind and heart build the base of Christian yourself that's what that's where we're at naturally yeah it affects the world mindset of self-love and how the world, I think, maybe is manipulating it a bit to make ourselves feel better because it is, like, has it, has it had screwed on straight from, like, self-love. It's like, I, you know, for me to, you know, probably let the other person love myself first. Yeah. But in a way, that's a godly reality and not a selfish reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Okay, so we'll finish tomorrow. We'll have time. And it's just crazy when you think about that self-love thing. Like, when you, when you really, like, delve into this and, like, let yourself feel it, what you end up realizing is that, like, chassidus and believing in Hashkach and bringing light into our lives and healing and all these things, it's not coping mechanisms. It's not just coping mechanisms. It's not, like... Life is so hard, so I may as well reveal some. I may as well make myself feel better by believing in Ashkacha practice. By, you know, re- me. This is the purpose of creation for me to be in my darknesses, for me to be in my chutzah and see Hashem there. <laughs> like, this is why I'm alive. This is why the world is created. Cool. <laughs> like, it's wild.